Welcome back, everybody. This is Brad with Mount Washington Missionary Baptist Church, and this is the Adult Bible Study Companion. Our Bible studies, which we invite you to come out and join us, uh, are every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, every Wednesday evening at 6.30. We are located in beautiful Mount Washington, Washington, Kentucky, 530 Delania Drive, 40047. So today we're going to get into the 20th chapter of Genesis, and... We're going to get back pick back up the story with Abraham. And the last thing we heard from Abraham, he was overlooking uh, the plain where Sodom and Gomorrah had been destroyed. The smoke was coming up as a furnace. And now we're just going to pick back up with him. And uh, we start out in the first verse. It says, And Abraham journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and journey so excuse me sojourned in Gerar. So we pause there for a second. So why are Abraham and Sarah moving? Uh, certainly God could have told them to move. Maybe there was another good reason to move, but perhaps he was moving out of there because of the embarrassment that Lot had caused his family. Um, you know, our sin can bring embarrassment to the church, and uh, everyone in that country knew Abraham was a righteous man, and I'm sure that they could come to him and say, oh, what kind of God are you serving? Your own nephew had an incestuous relationship with his daughters. And maybe that is one of the reasons that Abraham just wanted to go and get a fresh start in a different part of the country. I don't know. But human nature uh, could tell you that could be a plausible explanation for it. We pick up in the second verse. And Abraham said of Sarah, his wife, she is my sister. And Abimelech, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. Okay, now this is an old chestnut that Abraham has used before. Uh, last time we heard him using this lie was when he and his uh, family were going into Egypt. And he told a lie and said that um, Sarah was his sister. Now, technically, that's true. She's his half-sister. But anytime we intend to deceive someone, that becomes a lie, regardless of the factual nature of uh, what we've just said. And so we look back at this and, and ask, why does Abraham feel the need to continue with this lie? Um, the Bible is pretty descriptive and pretty um, open when it comes to sharing with us the faults of our heroes and patriarchs. It doesn't sugarcoat everything if we if the Bible was a sugar-coated book and made up, you would think we would take out these horrible stories about uh, these men. But what the Bible shows us is that God uses righteous men regardless of um, their human frailties. And, um, and I think that's a very important thing to look at. So Abraham, again, scared. Sarah is uh, easy on the eye, so to speak, and he's afraid that they'll they'll kill him and this is a long-standing agreement that him and Sarah had and the scriptures will detail that in a little bit so the king Abimelech uh, Abimelech is the title it's not necessarily a name for the Philistinian king uh, the Egyptians their king was called the Pharaoh the Philistines their king was called Abimelech so Abimelech king of Gerar sent and took Sarah uh, that doesn't seem like a very nice thing to do. So he's got a little part uh, uh, blame to lay on his own self. Like, why would you just go take some ramen woman who comes into your country? But I guess he felt entitled. 
Verse 3, But God came into Abimelech in a dream by night and said unto him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. Okay, now that would wake you up, wouldn't it? If uh, God woke you up in dreams and you're a dead man. And God here is very forcefully protecting the promise of Abraham's lineage. And uh, he's not going to let anybody screw that up. And God is intervening here, and we'll find out why. Fourth verse, But Abimelech had not come near her, and he said, Lord, wilt thou slay also a righteous man? Said he not unto me, She is my sister? And she, even she herself, said he is my brother, and the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. So Abimelech was right. He, Abraham and Sarah did lie to him. Here comes God saying, And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now, therefore, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die thou and all that are thine. So when God says something, it's true. And God told Abimelech, he's a dead man uh, because he took Abraham's wife and God's going to protect Abraham and his wife and his promise. And um, Abimelech said, I didn't do it. It's not my fault. They lied to me. And he says, I know. And so God in his mercy prevented any more Sin And God intervenes in our lives like that as well. He understands our hearts. He understands our frailties. And sometimes he keeps us out of trouble that we would willingly get ourselves into. So the next time you're planning on uh, giving the what for to that person who said something mean to you at work uh, or calling them up at night or driving over their house and your car won't start or your phone battery's dead, maybe instead of cussing the car or uh, throwing your phone against the wall, Maybe you should thank God because he could be intervening for you, keeping you from getting into further trouble. That's the nature of God because he loves you and he's merciful. Okay, eighth verse. Therefore, Abimelech rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears. And the men were so afraid. I would guess they would be afraid because they're the ones who went and kidnapped her in the first place. On his orders, of course, but still, that got some culpability here too. Verse 9, Then Abimelech called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us? And what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me and on my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Abimelech said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And so we look at the tone that Abimelech used with Abraham. He's reproving him, but he's not blasting him. He's showing him respect. And why? Because he knows that he's a prophet. God's warned him that he's a prophet. And why else is he being nice to him? Perhaps because God told him, if Abraham doesn't pray for you, you're going to die. So uh, Abimelech is being gentle while getting the point across, you did something to me that was not fair. And 
And that is a lesson for us as well. When we are wronged, a lot of times, uh, we can approach things in a right Christian manner. We can approach the people who have done things wrong to us without losing our temper, without losing our cool, but asking them, what did you see in me that that needed to happen? Getting there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to get the point across. And I think Abimelech saw a gentle way to get this point across. Verse 11, and Abraham said, because I thought surely the fear of God is not in this place and they will slay me for my wife's sake. And yet indeed she is my sister. She is the daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. So Abraham kind of makes these excuses again. Uh, He turns it around, uh, said, I didn't think you feared God. So therefore I told this big lie. Um, because I thought you would come and slay me. Uh, so again, just like he did with Pharaoh, he's not giving him a chance to do the right thing. He's assuming bad things about people. Uh, maybe he's heard things about them, or maybe he's just scared. Uh, maybe he's prejudiced. Whatever it is, uh, he was certainly in the wrong here. And then he explains that Sarah is his sister. He's a, she's a half-sister. 13. Uh, but well, still though, a, a lie of deception is a lie of deception. If you withhold the truth or don't tell the whole truth or any of that, it's a lie. So there we go. Thirteenth verse. And it came to pass when God caused me to wonder from my father's house that I said unto her, This is the kindness which thou shalt show me at every place whether we shall come. Say of me, He is my brother. And so in that thirteenth verse, it's saying that this is a long-standing arrangement that Abraham and Sarah had both complicit in this lie from the time that Abraham left his father's house. So this is business as usual for Abraham and Sarah, even after God has showed him all these things. He knows God's going to protect him, but he's still fearful for his own life. 14. And Abimelech took sheep and oxen and men servants and women servants and gave them into Abraham and restored him Sarah his wife and Abimelech said behold my land is before thee dwell where it pleaseth thee and unto Sarah he said and listen to what he says and to Sarah he said I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver emphasis mine so and to Sarah he said behold I have given thy brother a thousand pieces of silver behold he is to thee a covering of the eyes and to all that are with thee and with all other. Thus she was reproved. It's not a pleasant thing to be reproved. Sarah got upbraided here as well by the king. As much as Abraham is a prophet, this guy's still the king. And he's, he's making it known. Sarah, you lied to me. So I gave your brother, wink, wink, quotation fingers, a thousand, a, a thousand pieces of silver and that should let everyone else around here know that you are married. So the the gig is up. Okay, stop with that deception. So Abraham prayed unto God. This is the 17th verse. So now imagine this. After everything that this guy has done, he's come and he's kidnapped your wife. Uh, now Abraham, Abraham has some penance here he has to give in. He's got to go pray for this guy. And that is hard. That's probably a hard pill to swallow for Abraham. It would be for me. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech and his wife and his maidservants, and they bare children. 
For the Lord had fast clothed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So God was protecting Sarah, Abraham, the promise, and Abimelech through all this. Uh, every person in this story, sinful. The only person right, uh, person righteous is in this entire story is God. Seeing the frailties and the mistakes that men are going to make, and he flat out intervenes, and he puts an end to this sordid little tale. So there we go. A lot of different thoughts there in the 20th chapter of Genesis. Hope you all enjoyed it. We look forward to seeing everybody out to Bible study. Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock. Wednesday evenings, 635, 30 Delaney Drive, Mount Washington, Kentucky, 40047. We will pick back up in the 21st chapter in our next edition. Thank you much for joining.